Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Please consider supporting Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. You can learn more about them at bwunited.ca. They are always looking for donations and volunteers. So please, again, support Black Women United YEG for the protection and advancement of black women and girls in Alberta. Again, that website is bwunited.ca. My name is Frank Silvestri. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, not a Canadian. And Philly's really close to New Jersey, by the way. And I'm here to talk to you about why I am a Patreon supporter of Vishkana's Creative Control Podcast, the unique long-form exploration of music, comedy, art, geography, and so much more. Vish is an incredible interviewer who has a charming, disarming, funny, reverently irreverent style which feels a lot more like a conversation with friends than a podcast interview. These conversations have included talking to people like Jeff Tweedy, Nels Klein, Ira Kaplan, Dan Romano, Carson McCone, the white-hot lung Juliana Rialino, and one of my all-time favorites, the Sadies. So if you're like me and you find these kind of conversations vital, essential, and important, I hope you'll join me in supporting Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Daniel Romano's outfit is one of the world's greatest rock and roll bands, and they're primarily based just outside of Welland, Ontario in Canada. The current configuration of the band consists of Daniel Romano, Ian Ski Romano, Carson McCone, Tommy Major, and Kenneth Roy Meehan, and their latest album is a stunning, revolutionary blast of punk-infused rock. It's called Too Hot to Sleep. It's out on March 1st, 2024 on You've Changed Records, and it prompted Dan, Ian, Carson, and Tommy to join me for a talk about this new version of the outfit, which now has Tommy in the fold and how it compares to the previous iteration of the band, notions of presence and what sleeping might mean in a time of great consciousness, songs like That's Too Rich, which delve into wealth inequality, classism, and human rights violations, the fascinating stories behind the band's new videos, 
her singles Chatter and Where's Paradise, unreleased and new music by The Outfit and Carson, touring, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners just like you, who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control, which is the primary and most reliable way for podcasters like me to make a living doing this kind of work. This is my primary source of income as I'm speaking to you. So if you can support the show, please do at patreon.com slash Control. You get ad-free versions of the show and lots of other perks. Check it out at the uh, Patreon there. Thank you so much. With additional support from the fine independent record store Blackbird Music, which has bricks-and-mortar locations in Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta, and a great website, blackbird.ca, where you can order records for yourself. They'll ship them right to your house if they got them. Say you want a copy of uh, Too Hot to Sleep by Daniel Romano's Outfit. Go to the blackbird.ca site and clickety-clack onto your keyboard and type in Too Hot to Sleep by Daniel Romano's Outfit. They got it. Ship it right to your house. just that simple. Plus, in-kind support from the likes of Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 842 of Creative Control, featuring the best live band on Earth, Daniel Romano's Outfit, with your host, me, Vishkana. Uh, hello, Daniel Romano's Outfit. How's it going? Hey. Hello. hello. Hey. <laughs> nice to see you all. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, namesake there. Daniel, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Oh, it's my pleasure. You didn't ask me, but that's fine. That's just the way things go sometimes. It's, I, it's true. Everyone assumes I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not pulled. Haven't pulled that ga- uh, gag in a while. Where someone, I, I've tr- I've joked about this. Sometimes people don't ask me how I'm doing, and I feel like uh, I'm being neglected. You know what I mean? I'll be honest. You jumped on that pretty quick. You didn't yes, leave much air. <laughs> that's true. I'm fine, by the way. Thanks uh, for being on the show again. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, how how are you doing, really, though, Dan? I, I know I asked perfunctorily. Are you doing well? Yeah, we're sort of you know we're in between things, getting ready to be on top of things and mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's kind of a strange zone but moods are high energy is decent that sounds good where where yeah. are you i'm looking at my screen we're at the studio right and for those who don't know the name of the studio camera varda yes very lovely that's a did okay. you guys put up that wallpaper yourself yeah that's Among nice everything else that's up <laughs> Did you guys put together your studio space by yourselves? What an odd question! But it's a it's a very colorful uh, wallpaper pattern, so I'm 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 intrigued by it. Anyway, yes, yeah, banana leaves. Yes, banana leaves. Very lovely. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Uh, also, we didn't hire an interior designer. No, we didn't. <laughs> Do you regret that? Do you think you should have? <laughs> I mean. No, I think we did a pretty good job. No, it looks nice. I always like uh, seeing it in photographs and videos, so it looks very nice. It's uh, Thanks for letting me into your space, by the way. Uh, who Please. else is here? Uh, Carson, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Nice to have you back on the show. We have some alumni here. How are you doing for real? You can expand upon it. Are things really good? They're really good. Yeah. Like Daniel said, we're sort of in between the release shows are upon us and and that's exciting and i feel like you know we're we're stretching before before the big 
mm. the big run or something. Um, yeah. And there have been like weird sprints sort of leading up to this point. And now we get to actually like, you know, really do it. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to feel really good. Nice. Well, I'm glad uh, spirits are high and you're revving up. That's great. Now we have a couple of people I don't think who have ever really been on this show, as far as I can recall, and maybe they'll correct me. I'm going to start with uh, Ian. Ian, how are you? I'm doing great. It's really lovely. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm fine, too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have Glad you to uh, on the show, finally, Ian. Uh, have we ever actually done a formal interview? I'm trying to think, like Attack in Black Days or anything like that? I don't think so. We talked we talked about it a few times um, when we were hanging out at shows, but uh, I'm absolutely pleased to be here doing it right now. Oh, it's lovely to have you. Uh, spirits high for you as well? Yeah. Uh, like everybody was saying, we're sort of in somewhat of the calm before the storm. We got our shows, uh, release shows happening this weekend. So we're feeling good. We're practiced and we're going to give it hell. Nice. I don't feel calm. <laughs> sort of like anxious in anticipation. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Calm before the storm is a bit of a misnomer generally, don't you it find? Is. The, the, yeah, who's calm? It usually it gets windy before the storm. Yes. It's like knowing the storm is approaching. There's no calm. So. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. think there's, cal- there's calm inside the storm depending on what type of storm we're talking about. Yeah, maybe about. we're actually in the eye in and the we eye. don't realize it. Yeah. And the back like. end of it's about to unleash yes mm-hmm. how many shows Ian uh, how many shows do you have lined up uh, after as people are listening uh, what is the date today it's the 26th of February so when you say you have shows coming up uh, how what kind of yeah. run are you doing uh, in the immediate future it's it's a shorter one um, it's just four in a row Windsor Ontario London Ontario uh, St. Catharines which is sort of the day of our official release and then Toronto, which is, you know, sort of the party after party. And um, then the following week we have off and then we go out with the sheepdogs for a run. I hope nobody actually parties. You know what I mean? (laughs) What? You don't want people to party, Dan? What's wrong? Well, other people can't. I hope I'm not invited. Oh, oh, I see. I'm I'm partying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there will be some party. And uh, finally on this call... Tommy, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for asking. It's I was very, say, very I was going to say, for the record, I was going to ask you first, but you beat me to it. I'm well, I'm, though. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm doing pretty well, Tommy. It's nice to have you on the show. And as we thank established nice just be before here. we started rolling, I don't think you and I have ever interacted. Is that correct? This is correct. You're new to the outfit? New to the outfit. What's your background exactly? What, have you played in bands we might know? Yeah, maybe Tommy and the Commies, Young Gov. Those are probably the most notable, I suppose. No warning. Oh, no warning. <laughs> no warning. Um, yeah, it's nice. a hired, hired gun type type rule. So, are you still um, in touch with? Uh, there's a commonality there. A fellow named Ben Cook. Are you still? In yeah, touch? absolutely. Still in touch with I was Ben. Talking to him yesterday. Now, where in the mad at us? <laughs> Is he mad at you? I think uh, he's. We're po- we poached. I think him. Yeah, yeah, I was a poached. bit upset. He, we oh, 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 I see, I see. Where? So the last time I heard tell of Ben, he was, I think, in Mexico. Where's? Where in the world is Ben? He is Portugal in still? Portugal now. Oh, yeah. 
Was he in Mexico? Did Portugal I hear that by wrong? way of he was in Mexico. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Portugal by way of New York, by way of Coburg, by way of <laughs> L.A., by way of Mexico. Yeah. Whoa. By way of yeah. That Coburg to Portugal commute is a tough one. I've done that. Yeah, it's right. a rough. Right. You got to take the four hundred one for a good chunk of time. It's horrible. Oh, it's the, the whole uh, thing. I love Young Gov. Uh, are you still an active member of that uh, of that band in particular? Um, yeah, I mean the band itself is kind of inactive right now. Mm-hmm. I mean for obvious reasons, and everyone kind of lives um, so spread out. But um, yeah, we've we have some stuff cooking that we kind of have on the on the back burner for when the time is right. Yeah, and no disrespect yeah. and no warning either. I love all of Ben's projects, but there's a song off of uh, one of the more recent Young Gov records. I think I spoke to Ben around the time it came out. Is it called? I don't think it's called Touch Me. That would be weird. Is it called that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's like... Uh, it's, it doesn't uh, ring a bell. It's really catchy, and I don't want to recite the lyrics because I feel I'm going to get them wrong, but it's always in my head. It's rare. You know, I consume so much music. Uh, sometimes things stay in there, and sometimes they float right out. But he's got a he's got a he's got hooks. Is all I'm getting at. That Ben Cook, he's really amazing. So, Ben Hook, Ben Hook, Ben, ben Hook. Yeah, that's his nickname that I just came <laughs> up with. Yeah. Anyway, it's a pleasure to have you all here. Thanks for making time for me. Uh, I think the thing we should address uh, right away here, uh, and I'll go to Dan on this, is this is a new configuration for the outfit. There might be people wondering yes. where where are the people I know. Dan, can you speak to this change in the in the outfit's outfit? Yeah, people left, and now we have Tommy. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think ultimately uh, it's something that was happening for a while. I think they wanted to venture off and more or less do their own thing. And seems like Carson has something. Oh yeah, do you want, you can well, I was just going to say that, like, when you were asking Tommy about being a part of the outfit, I think. Tommy's a new member of the outfit, but he's definitely not unfamiliar to the outfit. Yeah, no, and sure, so, sure. you know, I think it sort of beautifully makes a lot of sense. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a long history. To have combined forces there. Yeah, it was certainly um, magic from day one. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. And, and, and he um, saved our asses, too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> At the midnight hour. Oh. Tommy, are you playing bass? I am, yeah. Okay. Not a bass player. So, you're not a bassist? But he is Mm-mm. now. I'm learning. Day by day, that's all. I love stories like this where someone just uh, joins a band, uh, and that's you know not on their primary instrument. That tells me that you're a good hang. Probably they wanted you involved because you're just fun to be around. Is that Tommy? Are you fun to be around? I don't know if I can speak to that, but he's definitely he's definitely like the most wonderful person. He's a total drag, Uh, but (laughs) he's a really great musician. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to point out that I'd I'd have played the kazoo if I was asked. Yeah, you just wanted in on the outfit. Now, Carson alluded to the fact that there is a long history uh, between uh, you, Tommy, and the outfit. But, I mean, can you elaborate upon what that means? Because as far as I can tell, based on photographs, videos, and my own memory, I haven't seen you in the band before. What does she mean there when you, she says you've got a long history? Um, I've known Dan and Ian for quite some time. Um, they're one of their previous bands. Um, Attack and Black would play in my hometown very often so and that's that's going back like i don't know what almost 20 20 years, 20 years yeah. Yeah. or something oh, okay and then we'd um run into each other on the road and share bills like that, share bills yeah. and and have a bunch of mutual friends and so it just 
it was kind of like a natural progression, I suppose. I see. What, what, where was T- your Tom, home? Tommy has a very much a similar upbringing, as musical upbringing, and uh, sort of like um, cognition as far as uh, aesthetics and and ideologies that we do, mm-hmm. and it's refreshing. When you allude to ideologies, are you talking about punk rock, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I, I gathered that. Tommy, where is your hometown? Um, Sudbury, Ontario. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're from yeah. away. Okay, all right. Way so, up you, there. so where are you living these days? I live still in Sudbury. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's quite a commute. It's not that far. It's not I, like New York to Lisbon far. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, sli- it's slightly shorter than Portugal? the... Yeah, that's right. It's slightly shorter than, than the Ben Hook route. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you come down and practice like hell, and then you go back home after yeah. shows? Okay. Yeah. We don't really practice that much. <laughs> oh, come on. No, we, it was pretty we, crazy. We no, pizza and Tommy, no, straight up, Tommy came, like, like those other guys stu- like left, and then we had like stuff the very next day, and... Uh, we made that work or whatever, but we had shows in exactly a week. And so I called Tommy and was like, yo, you got any plans? You know, <laughs> can you do this thing yeah. on an instrument you don't play? And uh, <laughs> he showed up. He said no problem. <laughs> he, he, we were like, oh, okay. So I don't know, like the show's this day. So if you want to come down like three days before, maybe we can powerhouse like a bunch of rehearsals or whatever. He's like, I feel like I'll just come like the evening before should be good <laughs> before the show. I was like, okay, I like your style. I too don't like rehearsing. So, uh, so he showed up, we, uh, ran the set once he did it perfectly without any paper in front of him. And then we got pizza. Oh, <laughs> that yep. sounds lovely. That's exactly so how it happened. One of the lessons I've learned over time is that a guitar player uh, will take up the bass and in a prominent you know, a prominent band. So, Tommy, does it stand a reason that uh, any dork can play the bass? It's the soup. It's like simple. <laughs> Anyone can pick it up in two minutes. Is that what we're learning today? Yeah, I th- I think that's what it means. I think it means a good <laughs> guitar player can easily play bass. Is all it the best like bass like a guitar. guitar? All the best yeah, bass yeah. players are guitar. Players. I'm being a little. Yeah. I'm being facetious, but Tommy, as a guitar player, like when you pick up the bass, like is your in, like you have to do things differently, obviously, but. Is it a, is it my an adju- thought, is it a weird adjustment to go from guitar to my bass? first thought is damn it this thing is big <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is yeah could you get a smaller one you could just get a smaller one <laughs> I could but that wouldn't look as cool yeah, you yeah. know that's true uh, Ian um, Ian I'm gonna go to you on this because uh, you know sure. we're joking around but you uh, you switch bass players as a, as a drummer uh, uh-huh. when a bass player uh, leaves or whatever you got to play with a new one that's uh, that can be tricky sometimes. How do you feel about it? I got to say that, uh, like, me and Tommy connected instantly over sort of uh, how we view the songs because my style is very much I'm going to play it different every show. Mm-hmm. A sort of, like, Ringo idea that there's going to be a fill there, but it's not going to be the same one. And Tommy plays the same way. Like, it's... it's uh, Yeah, he go- he's always, he's always uh, searching. Yeah, so it's sort of okay. opened up an aspect of uh, the live show that I, I've honestly been looking for for a while, which is just like pure um, 
Danger, baby. Day to day inspiration and uh, and moving with. Uh, if you hear something like moving with that, yeah, you know, it's okay. it's the the live show is much more free and experimental, and you know, it takes a person with a very high musicality and intuition and understanding in order to be able to pull that off bravely. Yes, yeah, because traditionally the rhythm section has to be in lockstep. Uh, and uh, usually, oh, it's still in lockstep, but it's yeah. uh, you know it's creativity in motion. Yeah, nice. So those of us who've seen the outfit over the last few years uh, have become accustomed to an explosive live show, a lot of movement on stage. Carson, you, when I watched the outfit, you you have this like almost stoicism compared to everyone else flailing about. Like you're in there and you're rocking it, but I'm like I, I find the whole band mesmerizing. I like watching each of you play. The stage show, since the uh, shift in the lineup, how's that been for you? Uh, as as someone, do you do you have to be more lively? You got to do anything different? Um, I would personally disagree with that statement. <laughs> wait, I, what I, I don't know. I've, wait, I just what feel, statement? Uh, what, wait a minute. Hang on a second. We have a debate Carson being about Carson being stoic. Well, I just mean. Okay, was that insulting? I didn't mean to be insulting. No, I, I don't. Know. I don't think it's necessarily insulting, but I think that she's. She's working more than most of us, really. Yeah. No, no. Let me get this. I'm, let just, me trying just, to, I'm just trying to catch where Ski's going to land on the snare the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Yeah. That's oh, what I mean. I'm just kidding. That's what um, I mean. You seem like you're, you're, concent- some, you're concentrating. Keys. You're all Oh, shit. <laughs> we did. We watched. We watched. What did we? We watched that Stones We, we watched Stones night. in Exile last night, and Carson's like, am I Bobby Keys? <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to get the scantily clad women in yeah, here? Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, boy. <laughs> Oh, no. Do I bring the hillbilly aspect of things? No, I'm stoic. I'm I'm No, I mean I I appreciate that. I don't know if if um I don't know. It feels it feels really great and and open and exciting and it feels like the ferocity is up like at least 100%. Okay. Okay. So the yeah. ferocity yeah, is Yeah, it's pretty up. intense. Yeah. All I'm saying is Carson to me is like the anchor in the storm. You know how we were talking about a storm. I, 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 I totally that. agree with that. Yeah, yeah I do. Agree if I'm if, Tam- somehow tambourine's still the loudest thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the tambourine. There's just something about the stage presence is what I'm really. Yeah, yeah. You can hear the beeping as I try to retract my statement. The reverse. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, no, I love it. It's just it's nice. It's a, it was always been a nice dynamic because you had a couple of people that were relatively still, even though they were frenetic and doing a lot. And then everyone else is kind of flailing about. That's all I was getting at. I hope that's not totally. in- inaccurate. Yeah. Now it's more like everything is flailing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is great. You guys sound like you're in a uh, good show. And you've played some shows. How many shows have you played in uh, this particular configuration there, Ian? I honestly think uh, like six or seven, yeah. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, and so it's... That's really why we're so looking forward to these shows because, like, the shows have been so great, yeah. especially with the pressure of, like, okay, all of a sudden we need to shift a little bit here and these shows are upon us and they happened beautifully and last minute, but it's been like two shows here, three shows here, one show here. And so now it's nice to like, it'll be cool to get into that rhythm again, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. once once we are The second you start hitting your stride, it's torn away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, I have observed watching the outfit in recent years there, Tommy, that it's like a review. Like, it barely stops. The songs interconnect and there's barely an applause time to applaud. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm applauding. I I love to applaud. (laughs) I love cheering and clapping. It's one of my favorite things. But uh, is is it still kind of a review, Tommy? Like, are the songs kind of back to back to back? 
I just treat it as one. I learned it as one entire song. Yes, that's what I'm getting <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's still the case, Dan. It hasn't changed. The stage show hasn't changed so much. It's tighter and faster and better. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the spirit of this, and I can't wait to. Are you guys. Oh yeah, Sheepdogs. Are you coming to Edmonton there, uh, Ski? You guys coming back? Uh, we're we we're not sure yet because uh, we were sort of routing around festivals, so we may be there in the summer, but uh, okay, we'll find out soon. Okay. Well, I'm just selfishly. I we wanna... are coming out west, though. Okay. What? Wait. Okay, but you're going to avoid Edmonton just because of me? Because of my comment earlier about Carson? No, I didn't no, mean it. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Said about Carson. Uh, I, we're we're going to be out there in April. That should be announcing this week, but okay. not necessarily in Edmonton because I think we might be coming back for festivals. Oh, okay, great. The summer. Great. Yeah, yeah, great, yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, I hope to see you guys soon. All right, let's dig into yeah. this uh, record um, and sleeping. Uh, I think uh, I've talked to you guys in person and uh, I may have come across, as I often do, as an overbearing father. Because I look at your schedule <laughs> and your touring, and I'm like, you guys okay? Are you guys going to be all right? It seems like too much. <laughs> Get any rest? Uh, and then you got this record where sleep seems to be uh, one of the uh, thematic uh, connectors there. Dan, what's your relationship like with sleep? And I mean, do you agree with what I'm saying, first of all? Does sleep feel like a, a major motif here? Yeah, I can see that for sure. Uh, unintentional ne- I don't think it was necessarily intentional but um, it is in the title so I guess I gotta own up to that well I feel like it comes up uh, in more than a few songs too am I am I bonkers about this am I wrong no that could be true to be in bed and sleep not oh yeah right 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 right, right you got right, too yes. hot to sleep and then there's more sleeping uh, here and there's there. more sleeping yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's more I, like no sleep though yeah I wouldn't say that I'm very good at it but I'm I'm trying to get better at it. Even in your anger, how do you how can you sleep at night in the song All of the Above? So the sleep I don't know. Sleep is something that Oh interesting. So that's three songs. There's at least there's a few heard. songs where I keep hearing the word sleep and like I say It's probably uh, this stuff got bashed out really fast, so I'm sure it's just it's just like one basic idea hmm. peppered over ten songs. You know? Okay. Carson, are you guys tired? Are you sleepy? we're sleepy um i mean yeah i guess so but not i mean it's it's like exhausting but it's all important and worth it yeah i think i feel uh, like i have more energy after shows than I have since I was like yeah it kind of engages you you know I feel more tired when I'm at home oh 100% it's it's dragging maybe that's the problem well nothing wires you more than a show I mean you play a show you can't but I mean there was there was there was some times in the last like year two years or something where I was it just felt really sloggy after the shows yeah just like I was just fully knocked out basically and the last few shows we've played have been just like I have I've weirdly more energy afterward, and have gone and went way harder. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that's about, but I think it's probably good. Well, you alluded to the fact that you kind of bashed out the songs. Uh, are you including the lyrics in that bashing? Like, did they just come quickly? As far as my process usually is, yeah, it was it was particularly not thought out. Mm. Just kind of smashed them in there. Well, I don't mean to be reductive and just home in on the sleep part because I think... Uh, no, no, that's fine. Well, it's an interesting time. We talk about being awake and... Well, sorry, I don't want to... You know, there's the connotation now of being 
<laughs> I sound horrible right now, and I, I, don't, I don't have a fully realized thought. But there's You're a about lot to of politicize our album. No, I don't mean that. But we <laughs> the the fact that people have uh, homed in on this phrase to be woke. Yeah, yeah. And then I yeah. think about some of the where, where I alluded to some anger on this record and where it's being projected. And I think there's some mm-hmm. power dynamic structure stuff going on lyrically, and it's about being alert. I think yeah, you raise these notions yeah. to be like, maybe we should be a bit more aware, nay, awake to the nefarious machinations of technology and power structures. Uh, yeah. Is that swimming around in here, Dan? Yo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably like less having to do with sleep, more having to do with being awake, but you have to get good sleep to be fully awake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so... Part of being right. So part of sleeping, uh, in the general sense, is yes, you get more energy and you and, and you get more rest, and your brain can function more. And so, where I'm coming from with my English essay about your album is that maybe you're encouraging people to get sleep and supercharge their brains so they can deal with all the, you know, cognitive dissonance and bullshit we have to deal with every day. Uh, I'm going to go to... I do think it's... Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so... No, no, you, you throw to who you want to throw to. Well, I was going to ask, uh, Dan, I appreciate you speaking to this, but I thought I would uh, move around the room a little bit yeah, uh, to get different people's perspectives on the lyrics. Ian, you've been living with your brother's uh, lyricism and songwriting ideas for a long time. You're a major collaborator. Um, do you have perspective... Before we dig into this album, do you have kind of a perspective on your brother's approach to songwriting and your role within it? Um, sure. I mean, I don't have much of a role when it comes to the lyrics. I have like a perspective on hearing them. And I think, you know, they can all mean different things to whoever is listening to them. And I certainly enjoy that kind of songwriting. Yeah. Not necessarily literal, but uh, you can take parts from it as you will. And, you know, you need to be present for that and you need to have imagination as well. Yes. I mean, I, I certainly have a lot of opinions and, uh, you know, put my two cents in on uh, when it comes to structure. I think some of that was probably semi-obvious in some of the differences if you listen to, um, you know, some of the live recordings versus the studio recordings. And kind of moving forward with that, Too Hot to Sleep is probably the one closest to the record being the, a rep, uh, the representation of what the live show and those songs are. Yeah. Like you, you'll notice that those ones are almost presented exactly the same. Oh, true. Yeah. So sorry, you're saying that when we go, when all of us listening go to see Daniel mm-hmm. Romano's outfit live after this record comes out and you guys dig into these songs, they're going to be pretty close. Uh, yeah. Okay. So far. So, so, so far. far. And I, yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with just the way we end up arranging uh, together. And, you know, for like there was a lot of thought into the, uh, that particular album of how it will be presented live. Yeah. And capturing that energy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get yeah. I want to get to that energy in a moment, particularly with the screaming. I think, Dan, this is some of your finest singing, if I may say. Thank you. Yeah. I really I really enjoy it. And I I what Ian's alluding to. When people talk about the distinction between a a produced album and the live show, I mean, they could mean all sorts of things. But among the things I think they're talking about is the intensity of the live show and the passion that can sometimes go in the live show because it's right there in the moment. Whereas a record, I guess we're kind of 
trained to think the record is a less intense performance of a song, which I don't I don't know if there's anything to that. This is not that kind of record. Uh, it, it it feels like uh, people think of it in a in a like a refinery type of way, right? Like, yeah. It's like this is the thing where you're just like, or or maybe some people are still honing what e- it even is, and then it takes full shape after. Unless you do it like Stone style, where you tour it first and then then you start cutting it, which they didn't always do, obviously. But yeah. like that was like a you know that's a, an approach that we've ne- we've always talked about doing, but have never done. Yeah, it's like. It's like the difference between trying to make the optimal version of the song. Like a lot of people try to do that, and I think we were just trying to take a really good snapshot of where we were at in time. Well, if I may uh, add to this sort of allegorical discussion, I would say um, a record by Daniel Romano's outfit is like seeing a polar bear at the zoo. And then uh, seeing the band live is like seeing a polar bear in the wild. How about that? Does that make sense? I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, it's uh, that's what I'm getting at. It's like seeing a band in the wild. We put that on the hype sticker. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not too late, I think that's it's what it. Too late. That's clearly <laughs> that's. But that's everyone that's what it would. Have been. Anyone listening would agree. That's exactly that was a perfect metaphor. I mean, there's it nothing was, wrong. Great. You can't beat that, Carson. No. I asked uh, Ian about um, working with Dan and his perspectives on Dan because of their relationship as brothers, and you two have an intimate relationship as well. Does Dan bounce ideas off of you? Uh, lyric ideas or anything like that? Um, specifically for this record, I remember actually, if I'm remembering correctly, that I was away at the time. I was on uh, a solo tour. And um, so I was getting, I remember like trying to plug my phone into the rental car because Daniel, you and Ian, I believe, went into the studio and cut 10 songs yeah yeah um so then you sent me these instrumentals and then oh, yeah that makes sense I, I think yeah and then i remember being on a plane and you sent me and i can't i'm trying to remember this but I think you just sent you you started writing lyrics to these tunes and so i don't even think i wrote things down right you may have just I think done I just, it like just saying through them. the lip service right yeah, yeah 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 and so i was getting these voice memos of and it, they were so great and i was so excited about them i just felt like the songs were so immediate that obviously the energy instrumentally was was that way musically it was that way but also you know lyrically it's like accessible and exciting but it's also you know quite deep and kind of you know you can get cerebral with it but yeah I just felt like the whole thing was was very powerful and it was really cool to be sort of on the just like the receiving end of of that session kind of because it it did sort of happen outside of of what we had or I don't know it was just a new a new way for me to to hear these tunes yeah so a bit in a kind of a removed way i think this especially was a very intimate thing for daniel and ian to do Mm -hmm. um and then kind of to be on the other side and just be able to like you know when you're really intimately involved with something sometimes you can not that you're not proud of it but you can be a little bit sheepish about like standing up for it or cheering for it and so i felt i felt really lucky in this case actually to be able to just sort of be on 
you know, I wasn't directly involved in those early days and, and to be just like, wow, this is so powerful. I'm so excited about this and like just be excited for it. I think you had a little more insight than we did to a certain extent because um, we weren't necessarily going to put out this record. We were kind of wor- simultaneously working on a few yeah, I, I remember. You were championing it. <laughs> I remember being. We all went out to eat at that Thai restaurant, and like, I feel like I may have pissed you off at a certain point, <laughs> but because I, I was like, I think I even conspired with Shannon, and I was like, okay, we should just say again. Like, I think we really need to give this record the time of day. It's like <sighs> this one should come out first. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, like, you were you were right. You're right. <laughs> well, I I don't know if I was right, but I I felt very confident in in championing the record and. Perhaps that is because of, you know, how how I received it initially because I wasn't, you know, how that can happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't not, know if yeah, that yeah. is, you know, a roundabout way of saying, but it was a new way for me to receive this music and I was excited about it. And then ultimately mm. I was involved with it, but, you know, right. kind of from the outside in. Mm-hmm. So Daniel and I have talked about this before, his Jay-Z approach to <laughs> singing where he doesn't yeah. write things down. Only rocker to rewrite history without a pen? Is that how we could describe you, Dan? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So uh, like that. do you... That can go on the hype sticker, too. Uh, I'm just a hype we sticker man today. We also don't use auto-tune. Yeah. That's true. We also don't use auto-tune. <laughs> um, Death to auto-tune. Before I go to uh, Tommy, um, on his perspective on you know 20 years of hearing uh, Dan's uh, songs and uh, maybe pondering his, uh, his aesthetic... Um, just to go back to my question, Carson, you get the, yeah. the the voice memos, you get the stuff. Does Dan ever ask you for your opinion about what he's singing about? I, should, I almost said writing, uh, singing about, or within that, do you offer, do you opine and say, eh, I would use the word sleep a few more times. <laughs> yeah. Do you say stuff like that? Every sleep, more of that. Every every sleep, sleep you hear on the record, that was me. Yeah, yeah. No, uh... <laughs> I I think it just depends with every every kind of project. I mean, whether it's lyrics or, I mean, also I feel like y'all know me. I'm I'm pretty vocal with with my opinion, and I I think it, we're all getting used to how we like give each other opinions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sometimes. I mean, I remember on the boat more recently, you were working on stuff. We were kind of working on stuff side by side, and we'd be like excited to show each other things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like more comfortable with this group of people as far as like sharing share the load. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it depends like something like too hot to sleep, like I said Vish and like you've heard, it's it's this immediate thing and like Daniel said he kind of bashed this stuff out. It was almost like stream of consciousness sort of thing. Not that you hadn't been ruminating on these topics, but like that stuff came out. But but for other projects, you know, if you're working with words, there have been times when you're really trying to get down to the essence of something. And yeah. so that is really important to you. And you will take more time and you will bounce it off of off of different people mm-hmm. and and like edit, you know. Well, even the ri- the writing on the on the, the essay or whatever. Yeah, on, on the, the back, back of the, of the record. album that took a long time. Totally, so, it was a completely had, different thing. And yeah. ended up throwing that to I think our mutual friend Damien Rogers, hmm. and she helped me quite a bit with uh, refining that. Yeah. Also, my mother in law, I believe, and Carson. Likely. Yeah, 
Okay, so Dan, you're, is this a newer development for you to reach out and ask for opinions? It kind of just felt like, I mean, like I, I, I have deep admiration for Damien and I had just done a tarot reading with her. Oh. And so it was fresh in my mind. And I think I had discussed uh, what I wanted to do as far as where that was going to go. And uh, she just helped me with the, with the voicing of it and the perspective and things like that and was very encouraging and kind. Yeah, you've been in a tarot for a while, right? Yeah, I dig it. And the, uh, is it uh it helps. What is it? How does it help you? I'm just curious. Uh this is a bit of a tangent. I'm I think it's just a good st- a good way to steer a conversation, really. I think it's um I mean, I like I believe in everything. So <laughs> Right, you believe in so Careful what you, you say. believe in in everything. Ian, are you into the tarot? I'm into hearing what Dan has to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's good. Hey, thanks for listening to Creative Control, as always. Uh, As you may have heard me mention, I recently lost my day job, and I've had a few conversations with people since who've said, uh, you had a day job? I thought your podcast was your day job. When I explained why it hasn't been my day job to a friend he suggested I should share some of this information with people like you listening right now. So, in short, unless they have some giant exclusive million-dollar contract, podcasters are not paid to make stuff by companies like Apple and Spotify. Podcasters do not make any money from streaming royalties. Ad revenue is dependent on a certain threshold of downloads each month, and even if your show is accessed 30,000 times a month, the income you get is actually really minimal. So podcasters like me usually make time in our lives to support our communities and our interests to make these shows, and our most reliable source of income for this work is, in fact, crowdfunding. In my case, it's my Patreon. So if you'd like to receive ad-free episodes earlier than everyone else, regular newsletters and blog posts, bonus audio content, and support my work, quite literally, please visit patreon.com slash Control today. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, all right. Well, I want to go back to Tommy here. So, yeah, Tommy, you, you again, long term, long time history with with Dan and his music, even though you're uh, relatively new to the outfit. Uh, do you have a perspective on the kinds of things he tends to write about? Or as you live with these new songs, do you have a perspective on maybe 
uh, you know, where he might have been coming from? We've alluded to a couple of things already. Um, I don't particularly know if I could speak to the new ones, only because I'm just trying to remember the lyrics as I am <laughs> able to sing them. Yes. <laughs> you know, I haven't really, like, internalized them so much as just trying to remember, like, the few lines that I sing. Hmm. But, um, yeah. Okay. I think they're brilliant. But no, I'm, maybe I have to uh, dive a little deeper into them, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I got, I, a lot, mean, I got a lot going on. You well, know. it's yeah. still new. True. It's still got, yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot either there. I no, just, no. I just feel, uh, and, and Dan, I'll go to you on this. I alluded to the screaming. Um, this, this seems uh, like a, a lively and uh, empowering record and one that will, uh, you know, get people moving, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, in 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 a, in a club and at, at a show, <laughs> does it feel particularly? I don't know. I'm I don't know why I'm talking like this, guys. I sound like a, no, a hype man from the fifties or sixties. Going to get people moving and grooving. Uh, they're going to be bopping. They're going to be bopping. Uh, does it feel particularly um, angry though, in some regards, uh, from your perspective, Dan? You, you seem a little. The screaming is in amazing. Like it's some of my favorite screaming I've ever heard, and uh, I just wonder where where what inspired that, and maybe. Uh, following that I was just sort of following the energy of what we had put down instrumentally I think and I was I was feeling like I wanted to experiment having just done the you know having off 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 the heels of La Luna it was just feeling like uh, I wanted to do something different hmm. and a and more immediate less of a sort of toiling and more of a sort of presence and uh yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it was really just experimentation. And there was some, I know, you know, I, I think the reason we all do this thing is to turn our uh, ne- inevitable anger into something uh, useful. Yeah. Can we talk... Not, speci- harm, not harmful. Yeah. Can we talk specifically about the song That's Too Rich? Yeah. Because uh, outside of it having a pretty theatrical arrangement, it has this amazing breakdown that I enjoy... That remind it makes me think I'm in a pl- I'm at a play, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, the sentiment of that song, can you just talk about it a little bit? What inspired that one? Obviously, wealth inequality, I would say, and just um, uh, the people's obsession with money as the only definition of success or or structure or security, um, and of course the um, problem that the you know very few richest people in the world make all the decisions all of which seem to be really terrible and against humanity that's quite a nutshell statement there uh that that is fascinating ian you you know you have a bit of an administrative role in this band is that correct yeah a little bit oh he's full admin (laughs) i think we we all chip in i i do stuff yeah when i when i when i hear song like i appreciate dan's explanation there about maybe what motivated that particular song, but I there is a bit of a revolt against technology on this record here and there. Uh, Ian, you have to use it. These machines we use. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it any easier or more? You've been and sorry, you've had an admin role in your life with Dan there for a long time. Is is the current landscape any easier to navigate as someone trying to book shows and get the word out and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean. I, I would say so. I think in a lot of ways that there's more opportunity for for everybody than there ever has been, and it's been it's easier to do than ever. But that also makes it so there's a lot more people doing it. So that's 
good and bad, you know? Yeah. I also think, though, that it's completely removed of the community aspect that there used to be in in that that arena, in that environment, uh, where there was a lot more one-on-one communication uh, as far as, like, people on the ground in any given city and stuff, which is the way we sort of grew up with it you know yeah we're trying to get back to that more and more like um yeah like for for as much as we organize on the internet we're really trying to make it a point to connect with not only the audience but uh you know other bands we play with and try to curate that a little more there's a lot of really really great rock and roll bands right now and well just bands in general yeah and uh you know we want everybody to see a great show top to bottom yeah and i appreciate the kind of irl uh sentiment you're expressing um kind of with that song and and maybe a couple others on this record i feel like they're part of a recent a more recent discourse in terms of people uh actually examining what we're using the ecological impact of all these devices we use yeah you're talking about the kind of emotional and mental impact but i also think there's a weird it's not weird maybe but I don't know if you relate to this, Dan, but there seems to be a uh, a budding resentment of the convenience. I don't know how else to put that, but like, yeah, I mean, I I totally know what you're saying, and I and I feel that, and it just it feels I don't know. There's a certain natural grounding that is absent from things like that. Like I like I really hate Pro Tools for a for an example. Yeah. I don't want to use things that I have to like look at while also trying to listen mm. and things like that, you yeah. know, and, and it's not like, you know, no slag on people who enjoy sensory overloads, but I, I think for focus and attention and that kind of thing, it, I, I don't like relying on a machine I don't understand. Yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, and, um, Maybe I mean obviously that's from an ignorant perspective, but I do understand at least the basics of magnetic tape and what knobs do and faders <laughs> do on a console, and you know um, the sort of d- digital versions of those pretty much only make me angry. Yeah, it makes me think of our friend Dallas Good saying when uh, the you know the like loading bar mm-hmm. like when something's like whatever if you're exporting something and it's the blue bar that loads across and he called it hairy blue bar because <laughs> <laughs> he'd always yell hairy blue bar yeah. <laughs> like hurry up yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Carson do you have a perspective on on what we're talking about and this song in particular because Dan's alluding to the kind of like practical resentment I'm talking about how we're kind of like we kind of resent, I think, and not everyone does this, but universally we're starting to resent that we've put ourselves in these modes to like check our phones all the time and use all this stuff. And then, you know, in this song, there's the disparity between the people who make money off of all of us making stuff and using their stuff and being billionaires uh, while we, you know, they've like kind of treat us like children. Take your toy and be docile. Uh, <laughs> do you have any particular perspective on this as an active musician who has to kind of, you know, promote yourself and do all that kind of stuff with these tools? Yeah, I mean, this is like just my perspective, but I think there is something that's pretty insidious about stuff like that. 
that is like, here, this makes your life so much easier. And like, this is, things will be more convenient this way. And like, I think that there are things that can complement one's life and community in that way. Um, but I think there's a lot of stuff because they, it is convenient to to integrate into your everyday life that like those things can be, like I said, pretty insidious and like you don't even notice sometimes. Yeah. And it's like convenience to what end? That's the that's Yeah, the and I end. and I think it's it's a short sightedness yeah. that like not that we don't need help in those aspects or those areas or we should be more efficient in this way or that way. But like I think the convenience over like what does efficiency actually mean and when can it actually burden everyone in the long run um and you know the whole planet but i i will say to this song too like they're calling things out these songs but they're still open enough to be able to you know apply to different lifestyles or different kinds of people and we started doing this song live when we did this long run with vanilla and mostly in the in the u.s and like as an American and as a woman doing this song at like from the top of that tour uh, with the breakdown and everything, it's like, I feel it's very cathartic for me to, to sort of yell and say directly and point a bit and, and use it for, for myself, you know, for my own catharsis. Um, mm -hmm especially like going into the States. And, and I think, you know, at the time, like Roe v. Wade had just been overturned and it's, you know, that's like, it's sort of in a different direction, but about the same song. So like I said, you know, you can take, take little bits and, and pieces of the lyrical content and apply them wherever you need catharsis. But uh, yeah, so that's my two cents. I really appreciate you pointing out this uh, sort of tangential call for revolution <laughs> in this same song where I've taken it one way. May I recite the breakdown? Does anyone feel uncomfortable if I actually say oh, this? Yeah, go for it. So if I have this correct, it's, now listen, mister, we're just playing not to lose. You took away our right to choose. Whose hard work is this? Whose culture? Whose bliss? Who works your wars? Who bears your disgrace? There's nowhere left for us to even spit but in your face. That's the end of my poetry reading. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Thank you very much. You did great. Yeah. Nice, nice pacing. So, so Dan, did you craft this or, uh, for, for everyone? Yeah. Okay. So is what Carson's alluding to maybe what inspired this passage? Definitely. I mean, we're, we're always, you know, we're always talking about all this stuff, right? So, yeah. I mean, and it's not, it, I don't know. It's interesting. I felt compelled to, write it or whatever um, but it didn't feel like necessarily mine to say yeah um, and that's sort of just how it went down yeah I appreciate it so Carson this is primarily you now at the in the live show right I'm guessing yeah 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 it's it's I get to sort of play around with it you know it's really powerful when it's everybody singing and saying stuff together but then can be powerful and in a completely different way when when you're alone with it and you can sort of play with your the phrasing and stuff so i've leaned into that a little bit i think but yeah i mean i think it's like to me it's interesting because the record is like 
political, but when we say political, it's like sort of like you're choosing sides. Like when I talked about when I brought up like Roe v. Wade or whatever, you know, certain bills or acts or whatever, like it's not so specific as that, which I think is the beauty of something that is truly like political is not the right word. It's it's, it's pro-human. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just maybe proactive, you know. I'm not sure, but we got to come up with a different word, maybe. I think it's, I know this might seem lofty. These feel like revolutionary songs. Like songs you would, you would write to foster change and get people thinking and to revolt, if I may. Is that a better word? I think I feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can we, can we update the hype sticker at this point (laughs) so that it's just everything (laughs) I've said? Yes. Ian from yes. from Ian from your so Ian I've I've alluded to anger and the yeah. screaming but mm-hmm. what I really wanted to get to was that notion of revolution um cuz this feels like by the second song Dan I know you I know I get lazy and I think I mention other bands and stuff but like when this album gets going I it reminds me the most of like MC5 or something more than Perfect. anything else mm-hmm. uh although like there's some I mean you guys know I love the Ramones so I hear that Everywhere I go, yeah, yeah. I hear them. But but the MC5 sort of approach, I don't know. I just heard it more. I felt the vibe. I felt the... Yeah, it's sort of immediate, scrappy, and loose as their seminal records were, for sure. And yeah. The the same sort of... I think it's... Yeah, I mean, different time, same bullshit. Yeah, trying to capture the humanity. Yeah. Well, where's, where's Paradise in particular, uh, for some reason, just blasted out to me as, like, that's some a vibe... Uh, that I could pick up on. Anyway, Ian, mm-hmm. if I invoke revolution uh, after mentioning the intensity and passion, does that resonate with you? Does this feel like a call to arms more than... I feel like every record's a bit of a call to arms. It gets me thinking anyway, but does this feel particularly like, hey, wake up, yeah. everyone? It's probably a call to disarm. <sighs> True. <laughs> yes, um, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, on... A multitude of levels one way i take it is just about being present as well and yeah. also wealth is not culture and people should get their heads out of their asses <laughs> yeah, as a newly unemployed person i'm starting to adopt that philosophy just to keep sane as i ponder <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. ponder my family and trying to you know support them like where am i what am i doing but Anyway, I feel like a bit of a selfish man baby at the moment because I'm just like I just want to <laughs> I just want to do my show and yet I have these little people I have to take care of. Anyway, I that's <laughs> yeah. a that's an aside. Uh, I want to ask about shadowy men on a shadowy planet for just one moment, uh, and I don't know if this is going to resonate with anyone here. Uh, Dan, are you are you a particular fan of that band? Yeah, of course. So I'm listening to "You Saw Me in Sunshine." It's got these amazing vocals. Uh, I love all your little ad libs and ooze and whatnot it's got a great attitude mm-hmm. i th- can we just talk about the ending of that song for one quick second this is a really wild tangent that no one might get in this room right now but is there a little shadowy men illusion at the end that's entirely possible unintentional but uh um i'm trying to think of what the end of that song sounds like bah, 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 bah. i don't know it just reminds me like right, it right, could right, be, yeah could be the end of having an average weekend even like their most sure. popular song from the kids yeah. in the hall theme yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh that song is really beautiful sorry this is Thank this you. was one of my things in the where i stab at something 
And then someone's like, nope, not even close. Uh, we weren't thinking about that at all. But <laughs> That's the I like beautiful the- subjectivity of music. <laughs> so, sorry. Uh, Ian, are you a fan of that band? I, I love that band. We we oh. played with them. Uh, we were fortunate to play with them uh, when they first did their reunions. And um, so I'm sure it's in there. I, I do like them very much. Yeah. Carson and I just recently went to Don's book release, too, at yeah. the NAC in St. Catharines, which was, was lovely. Incredible. Okay, so this is swimming around. Maybe there's some shadowy men just... I guess well, it's an all... Like, where we grew up with kids in the hall, so it's right. in there. Yeah, <laughs> It's all in there. You know, I didn't mean to neglect you there, Tommy, because we were talking about the internet and how bullshit some of these things are, the devices and stuff. You live in Sudbury, so yeah. you're a little remote on some level. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I suppose, yeah, from you know an outside perspective. To me, it's the, uh, the center of the world most, most days. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be in a place that some might consider remote, the internet, you have a different relationship with the internet, I would think. Do you use it a lot? Do you feel like you're connected to the world? Yeah, I don't use it, you know, as as well as I should or f- for any good. I think I'm like mildly addicted and doom scroll. And, but yeah, I don't know. I'm also like pretty technologically inept. I can like check my email. And, uh, yeah, that's like the extent of it, really. That's all you need. Um, do, you have, do you have a telephone that you use? I have, yeah, like a cell phone or like a landline. Well, I, I just call them telephones. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. You, got, you got a telephone? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, so you're not... Do you have a not, camera phone? Sometimes we I feel speak like on calling the phone. it a telephone might speak to the age range of your audience. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I was watching your video for uh, Chatter. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk about these videos now. Actually, this is a great. <laughs> yeah. This is a good segue. Yeah. So I'm watching the yeah. video for Chatter, and for those who haven't seen it, I'll do a link in the show description. But uh, ostensibly, it's the band. And so, who's the other person? In, Ian, who's that other uh, person in the video that isn't in the band? Uh, that's my partner, Shannon. Oh, there you go. Okay, sorry about that. Yep. I, don't know. I think I met Shannon once. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I'm really putting my foot in my mouth here today. I'm sorry, everyone. But <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, the premise of the video is you're talking about. Uh, it's a depiction of people on the phone, but you're actually using old school landlines, uh, like uh, the old school phone. And I thought, Dan, there's going to be people in your audience that probably doesn't even know what the hell that is. They've never seen a yeah. thing like that before. Do you think that's possible? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So why? What was the? Why did you? It's a great video, and I don't know how you managed to pretend to play. Man, remember we used to have to do that? Cradle the phone in your neck and your shoulders. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you do it for hours. I mean, yeah, I, I still had a landline till not that recently, and one of those phones is the phone that was my phone. Right, because I when I, I my most recent landlines from many years ago were like the cordless ones. Totally, uh, and, yeah, yeah. and you guys have the actual call. So what? I mean, I guess it's partially the song itself, but uh, who wants to speak to the uh, direction of that video? Uh, Carson, do you remember how that video came about? How it was conceived? No, I. I I don't know if I can remember. I was just trying to think, like, is there a way I could, like, sort of mime holding the phone while <laughs> playing tambourine and singing? No, this is ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I think just probably, I mean, now we're going to, like, wax poetic or something. But, you know, the idea of chatter, I guess, and, like, that it... Like the party yeah. line concept, right? Well, I don't know. I was, I mean, even though maybe, like, rotary phones are, like, for dinosaurs, mm-hmm. um to some people it's like that stuff was going on back then too and all that you know we have like exactly it's it's and it's not 
going anywhere and uh, we're all sort of tied up in it. I don't know. Oh, timeless problem. Yeah, kind exactly. Of a pun. I could say Visual that um, visually speaking, though I wasn't there, I mean, it would look really lame with iPhones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't even know that. Yeah, but what, that's an interesting that's an interesting to think about, right? Why do we feel that way? Wait, what what aspect that it would look weird with the modern technology? Like we 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 yeah, like we we associate modern the way modern technology looks with being uncool. Yeah. Probably because it's built by loser well, billionaire posers. Yeah, it's not made to look cool. It's made to be efficient, functional, yeah. and uh, functional. Yeah. Well, whenever I see, it's vo- I think it's, it's nice just because it's, it's void of it's, cables it's and the, color. Yeah, it's the modern gray walls of technology. Yeah. But does it not? In, it, it obviously, when you uh, center a video around an old piece of technology, you're invoking uh, a different time, and in some ways, you can be critiquing that time. This feels almost like a comforting invocation. Of the way things used to be, although the song itself, I think, is really about gossip, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which I think is t- is, is a timeless. Um, yeah, but, and it can, it, but I think like it can feel safe, right? Like the way that, like, oh, we're throwing it back, you know, like this is safe, it's familiar, and it's like, is it? No, people are still going to take whatever information they got and go tell somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you know. Anyways, I think it's sort of ultimately kind of cheeky, but can be taken seriously too. Yeah. Yeah, but gossip nowadays seems to occur more indirectly. Subtweeting people, you know, uh or whatever like you know what I mean there, Dan? Like it's not as direct. <laughs> I don't I genuinely don't know what that is that you just said, but <laughs> but I I'm sure that there are dark corners that people do stupid stuff. I can explain it in a nutshell and it's not just for Twitter. But to subtweet yeah. someone is to basically talk about them without directly addressing them to anyone. Like talking about them publicly by being right. like, but without but saying, but, well, not to them, but also without even saying their name. Oh, are you describing cowardice? Yes, I am describing <laughs> cowardice. So it's talking about a situation and critiquing someone essentially and gossiping about them without ever referring to what you're referring to uh, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit. That's not the same thing, but that happens more. Uh, you know, right? This is why people, if you ever so impo- like implying who you're talking about, but never directly saying. That's it. right. But and yeah, often yeah. saying something pretty incendiary or whatever. You know, right? Like yeah, so yeah. that yeah. is a weird. Even gossip has evolved. Uh, I would say, yeah. Where, yeah. If you go to one of those posts on any social media platform where someone is subtweeting someone. In the comments, invariably, people will say, I don't know who you're talking about. Name a name. And people rarely do. So you're right. It is it right. is cowardice. But it is... Sorry, your song reminded me a bit about that. <laughs> like how we actually <laughs> talk about each other uh, to one yeah. another and and how it works. It's almost quaint. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, let's. I also want to talk about a, a video that I feel like, it, as we're speaking, did you guys just put out a video today, Ian? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and what, what's what's the video? What song is it? Uh, it's Dan bailing super hard on a skateboard in yeah. slow motion. Yes. This song is called Where's Paradise? Yes. Just wanted to get a the song, the is song called title. Dan the song title is Dan bailing super hard yeah. on a skateboard. It's a great, great song title. Very evocative. Uh, this is yeah. a really fascinating uh, video. Dan, you're skateboarding forever. And then uh, there's an altercation. And uh, I yeah. found it really interesting. What? Uh, tell us more about this video and uh, one of the key stars of it. I found intriguing as well. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? 
Are we going to do the... We're going to tell the whole story? Tell the truth. Yeah, go for it. Tell the truth. The whole truth. Nothing <laughs> yeah, but the that's truth. That's right. Okay. So we kind of had this idea to all roll together and you wanted to be, be a skate video, kind of. And so like initially our buddy Seb was in town to make these videos with us. He filmed it. And so we all piled in the van and drove down to like a quiet country road uh, not far from where Daniel and I live and just started like pulling over to the side of the road and it's like a quiet road right there's a on one side there's a graveyard and on the other side there's like an empty park and so it was kind of like I'd stay to one side with hazards on and then we were what's this angle like getting Daniel to skate towards us or away from us or we drive kind of on the opposite side of the road and And I was hanging out the back of the van yeah and so anyways we were doing this and all of a sudden out of nowhere this woman pulls up and she had her phone out and she was filming and I was driving. Also, I and was I, dressed like a vampire. That's true. At the time you were dressed as a vampire. I had a, a black vampire. cape and my face was white and stuff. Yeah. So we were like, oh. it, it was also near, it <laughs> so was like. A, for, round one of making the video. It was like around see, Halloween yeah, kind a, of. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally not sus time No, it was to like cute. Way. We were like yeah. obviously <laughs> a bunch of kids like making a cute video. Um, and. 38. I was. <laughs> well, yeah, but you were dressed up. You're, you know, yeah. anyways, that lo- was obvious. Never too old to have fun. <laughs> That's right. So I was like parked with my hazards on, and this woman rolls up. And so I like have the window rolled down. And I'm like sort of peek over. She just has her phone up filming me and Seb, who's in the passenger seat with his like actual camera. Yeah. And she just starts yelling at us. And I thought she was going to be like, hey, what are you guys doing? This is cool. Can I, like, watch or something? Yeah. And um, anyways, it just turned into this, like, bizarre thing. She actually literally said, oh, you guys must be from across the highway. Like, Highway 20 runs by our house, and it's like one side is this way and the other side is that way. And I was like, wow. What are the, she, way, way, what are the ways? Like what the, the wrong side ways? of the tracks, to, to right? To paint the picture, too. These are – it's, like, out in the country, but these are all, like – huge like mansion ex hippie warmonger yeah types. just like like people that don't want to be around regular people i it was see so crazy and um yeah she basically told us that she was going to call the cops and we were like what's going on like we're it, it was so it was so crazy and then we finished like we did the thing she she drove off eventually stormed off and then we kind of were like, okay, well, that's totally ruined the vibe, but I think we have stuff to work with. And Daniel and Seb and Kenny went, no, yeah, we brought it back to our place and we were like editing the video. This is now like seven or eight o'clock at night. The sun's down and all of a sudden the cops show up oh at our house. God. She called the cops on us, gave them our license plate and... I will say this, the guy that showed up was like obviously embarrassed that he was having to like carry Probably out embarrassed this. embarrassed because he's a cop. Well, <laughs> let's hope. But he was like, um, yeah, some, it was just, it was so crazy. And like, we didn't really get what we wanted. And then we were just like, wait a minute, guys, what is this song? Hey, where's paradise? Like we're making a music, vi- like this is the video. This is the video. Like, <laughs> Yeah, creativity shut down by Karen. Exactly. <laughs> it was so it was so bad that it was good and it was like so perfect that it was for that song. So then we decided we had to actually 
do that for the video. And right. uh, so we did. The bail is not intentional. The bail That's is a real, real bail. bail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and don't it, look like you're in good shape during the slow-mo bail. I'll say that. No, I, it's, it's bad. I was like, I can run this out, and then I couldn't run it out. Oh, my God. I'm so, it was, well, it's, it's a lot faster than it looks. I was talking to and all. <laughs> bail videos are about the most popular aspect of skateboarding videos on some level. So, in I some ways, when they land it, yeah. Well, I do, <laughs> I do, I do too. But I was just yeah. watching. Uh, have you ever seen that uh, Welcome to Hell? Yeah, yeah. So I was watching the bail portion not too long ago, right. and you're just like, and people are really seriously injured. But uh, and then anyway, sorry. Uh, okay, so you reshoot the video ostensibly. And mm-hmm. then you have a special guest star. Uh, Ian, can you tell us more about the special guest star? Uh, yeah, we immediately called uh, mine and Dan's mother to uh, portray Karen. Yeah. And yeah. she did a great job. She did. Real now, natural. Wh- what is, uh, did she have to act or was that a familiar scene for you, Dan? <laughs> it hearkened back for sure. But, um, <laughs> but no, she's a real natural. You know, she was a school teacher and then a principal for a long time, so she knows how to point her finger angrily. That was great. I mean, I feel she was like amazing. Yeah, yeah. Gemini Award level, if I may say, oh, like, yeah. we, we might <laughs> be able sure. to. You should apply. So yeah. I will say to the woman uh, who uh, uh, you know confronted you, if you're driving down a road and you're between a, a park where kids congregate and skateboard <laughs> and a cemetery, and then you see a vampire skateboarding. I'd freak out too. I would With like film a big, a big white van driving backwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would film all of it. It like was some... so non-threatening. Yeah, we were so cute and sweet, and I, I literally thought she was gonna stop and be like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" Like, we live in yeah. a bubble. I don't know, Carson. Are... Carson. Most yeah. people see a, a vampire skateboarding down the road. <laughs> they're at least calling the, you know, they're calling their dad. Or somebody like I don't know what to do. Yeah. Help me! You know this is not usual. <laughs> Help. Uh, so I'm just going to take know. her take her side in this argument for now. But uh, also, she sounds awful. I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm glad you were able to make hay of this. So uh, listen, I she think we've poser. we've <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've covered a fair amount of ground here uh, all over the place. But I I hope we've conveyed. Uh, I hope I've conveyed rather. Uh, how special this album is and uh, it's great to see the band uh, reconfigured and all that kind of stuff uh, Dan is there anything more uh, you want to cover before we leave uh, wrap this up hmm. I feel pretty good about it I, I appreciate your time and uh, thoughtful questions oh well, I appreciate that too anybody uh, Ian anything more you want to say uh, I mean uh, this is just looping back into kind of what we were talking about I guess uh overall themes you know one being present but you know there's something to me about um you know when we put on the show and it's basically one song i i think i think there's like a certain sense of um asking the audience to be a part of it and to be present in that and you know i guess we ask a lot of them and thanks because it seems like you don't like it (laughs) and there's gonna be a lot more of that appreciate that uh i think we 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 harness a non a non Nonverbal communion, which I think is more Im- impactful, and also it sort of alleviates any sort of weird hierarchy. Despite the fact that there's staged and non-staged people, I think that sharing, you know, music in that sense without 
conversation is a I think a special thing that happens between us and the audience and I can't I don't want to speak for the audience but I think that that's a sort of interesting synergy for lack of a better word that yeah, we you get to you, engage with you don't do a lot of bantering do you Dan we don't talk at all no I'm yeah. not interested you just play one long song yeah, yeah. One, one long thing yeah yeah uh, Tommy I feel like uh, you got short shrift here today and, <laughs> that's uh, fine I've been told I'm a great listener <laughs> excellent excellent listener I will I will I will confirm that this is the case I do this all the time you listen like no one else I appreciate right. that uh, did you have I anything appreciate you thank you yeah no no problem do you have anything further you want to say about being in the band uh, or anything coming up I'm just excited to uh, get going you know yeah. it's been uh, like was mentioned we've been just doing uh, like one off gigs so to get rolling is going to be exciting and uh, can't wait to get going nice very, very well put. And finally, Carson, anything more you want to say about this record or anything we haven't covered or anything like that? Mm. I love this record, and I'm very excited for it to be out in the world. I think, I hope that people will, will celebrate it as, as we do. And um, the live show, I, de- I think, definitely has felt that way, like a like yeah. a communion and, and like a celebration. So. Nice. We'll see you there. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, Ian, I think Carson alluded to the fact that you were working on other records uh, as you were making this one. And I think I read possibly two other albums specifically, or maybe Carson said that. Can you, as always, every time Dan's on, we get some sclusis. We find out there's more music coming. What's going on uh, with those records and anything else? At this point, they're shelved. We'll see if they find the light of day. No, uh, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, we're we're our we're onward we're, and upward. Yeah, we're we're always recording. We're always in that zone. But I think we're uh, a lot more focused on what feels right because we certainly don't have to be releasing records every two seconds. So I think it's a lot more into what we really feel is going to be. Great. Well, and when your band gets a million times better, you just want to put out new stuff. Yeah. Stand oh, and, I see. You're, yeah. you're, the old stuff was with the older configuration? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but Dan, if I may, when you say, you immediately said, nope, those aren't coming out. Were they? <laughs> were there vocals on them? Yeah, yeah, they're completely done. So the lyrics, everything was done and you're just not going to put them out. Are you going to repurpose any of that stuff, even the lyrics? I don't know. Okay. I mean... If, if, if we if we were I don't I don't feel necessary that's necessary I feel like um, the newer ideas are the better ones as as it usually goes and it happened it was a you know it was a good process and all of that but mm. I don't think it needs to be public fair enough have you since the reconfiguration have you been writing and recording uh, since then no recording yet, but we, we do have some time slotted for that. And uh, a few things, I think we're just going to go in and uh, see what happens. That's okay. that's the, the new approach, you know. I feel comfortable with this group of people to yeah. completely share um, the entire experience and, and throw things around, which is an incredible feeling. I haven't felt it since Attack in Black, so I'm, I'm very excited for that. Oh, nice. That's great to hear. We're missing Kenny, though, aren't we? Kenny's usually... Yeah. Kenny, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Kenny uh, is in the outfit, but what is yeah. his role exactly, Dan? Spiritual advisor, 
hugger <laughs> uh engineer obviously um that's his actual main job is uh yeah enge- engineering uh the live show and recorded music and all of that type of thing yeah do you find Ian, he's a he's a member he's a member he's just not here today Ian, do you find that yeah. you learn things and teach things to each other because I noticed uh, Kenny has picked up a habit that I associate with the Romano brothers and that he stopped texting me diligently so I, I usually <laughs> I will text a Romano brother and get nothing oh, no. for months and Kenny Uh-oh. started doing it and I'm like oh no they got him because yeah, Kenny yeah. used to be on it I'd be like hey Kenny can you do me and I'd, oh yeah here you blah, blah, blah. and now I, like, he, hasn't, I, he owes me a text I don't know if he's going to hear this but he hasn't responded, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, oh, it's happening." So, do you feel like you're feeding off each other in a horrible? It's all going to be on Tommy pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know you were going to go there. We'll give it. you Tommy's <laughs> number; he'll be good for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sort of joking, but no, I, I'm yeah. obviously being a jerk. But I'm trying to suggest that it's a mutually. Well, I, I don't know if it's beneficial is the right word, but you're, uh, mm-hmm. you're mutually working with each other and feeding off each other in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The way the way I see it is, you know, as time goes on, uh, you make more records, and then you sort of ask the question, like, what what is the next thing to do? And it seems like the theme moving forward for a little while, but especially now, is I think we're just all really inspired by each other. Yeah. yeah. And that is what we're going to go in with on the next record, and I think is very clear. Um, lives especially yeah mm-hmm. okay carson uh as you know i'm a big fan of yours as well i and i your last uh, record it was nice to talk to you about that last record are you working on new stuff on your own yeah yeah i am in fact uh this crew here and kenny and will sort of oversee this stuff as well but this crew and i went and cut a handful of tunes like a week and a half ago or yeah something. oh great yeah, so I think uh, those will see the light of day sooner than later. I have a, a full-length LP also that um, is in the works, uh, which I'm very excited about, but is going to be more of a slow burn. The beds too. are tracked. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. But, yeah, so so I I did um, a collection of a small collection of tunes uh, with the outfit here as, as the band, and, um, yeah, there, there was some allusions to other bands and and there's some covers covers here and and uh so i hope that you like them i'm sure i so. probably will knowing me and knowing you so that <laughs> that's gonna that's exciting that's great okay so yeah this record is going to be out the new one i mean the the outfit record uh is going yeah. to be out very soon as people hear this it's called too hot to sleep it's on you've changed records uh, where can people go to learn more about uh, the comings and goings of the outfit i'm going to go to the admin on this one, uh, <laughs> yeah, Ian, Ian, where yeah. where would you like people uh-huh. to go? Yeah, I mean, you can always go to DanielRomanoMusic dot com and um, you know all the others. YouTube. Are you still using all the yeah. other things? Like, twi- yeah, we're on there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody takes in things differently, so we want to be, you know, inclusive. Inclusive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's very noble of you to be inclusive. Good job. <laughs> That's good. Is you're primarily active on Instagram, uh, I would think. Is that a fair way of putting it in terms of social media yeah, things? We're 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 older. We don't know what's going on in the TikTok. We're taking a little peek, but uh, yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> I've never personally seen it. Oh, that's that's fine. That's fine. Probably for the best. Yeah, I'll sub I'll subtweet about this uh, later, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you'll maybe gradually hear about it. If we can go out on a song, oh, sorry, and then also you've changed records. People can learn more about uh, yes. the band and the record and how to get it yeah. at uh, the you've changed site. I'll link to all those things. If we can go out on a song from this uh, new album, uh, I wonder if we can get a collective consensus on what that song should be and maybe also why it came to mind. I'm going to go to Carson to pick the song, and then we'll, she's looking around behind her to dodge the question, I think. Uh, Carson, can no, I'm, yeah. go ahead. I was going to ask... summoning an LP. So oh, oh I see. Title. I see. Look at that. Oh, look at that handsome... Album. I got to get a copy of that myself. I haven't uh, done that. I ordered it yet. I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah, so Carson's going to, I hope, we'll pick, and then we'll all have a brief debate. Not me. I'm not going to participate. If anyone doesn't like the choice, we'll pick something else. Carson, what would you pick? Okay. Um, okay, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Should I do something that's already out? No, do something special. Okay. I was going to go with the last track, Generation End. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Like that's that just a gut. Mm-hmm. Generation, generation end. Okay, Dan, why why are you feeling so good about that? I haven't heard it in a while. <laughs> are, you pl- are, you, are you? It's somehow not one of the singles. Are you playing it live? No, we haven't been. We we might, but we should, we should get it in the mix though. It's yeah. a good one. It's so sick. What do you suppose? From what I remember. What do you suppose inspired you to again not write, but say these words out loud, Dan? Whew. I don't know. The same, you know, all this stuff we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it feels like it's about, it's, it's not, it's not like my generation, but it's a similar, like the song it's by the, the who, an, the antonym, the ant, the, the opposite of my generation. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, no, well, I mean, I guess it's my generation, or I don't know, I don't know what generation I belong to, but I think it's more about. Um, What's the what's the word for the the moment that we kept hearing Viveki say? Was the Kairos? Oh yeah, it's yeah. a chirotic generation. The gen, the Kairos of the generation. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, sort of like a turning point. Oh, okay. Because the cor- cool word, right? Yeah, I never heard that word before in my I life, and I'm K. knowing everyone involved here. I'm not unconvinced you didn't just make it up to fool me <laughs> but the chorus is where the generation end doing the dance of death where the generation end so some sort of finality here the end of yeah. something yeah 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 which is you know which doesn't imply nothingness it implies beginnings but yeah it's you know uh, you end the song repeating the word end true as I recall is that right like there's a real but is it is it a fade out <laughs> no it's not. I don't. Oh wait, is it? I think it's. I trying to remember. Oh, I maybe it's it a is. Because that implies infinity. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think. Endlessly, and we're endlessly ending. <laughs> that's that's ending. what it's about. We're endlessly, endlessly ending. Just like uh, this interview. All right, let's play it now. Uh, it's never going to end. This is Generation End from this wonderful new album, Too Hot to Sleep, by Dan Romano's outfit. Uh, 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 Ian and Carson and Tommy and Dan. I hope you enjoyed this. It was a pleasure for me. I always appreciate uh, all of you making time in your lives for me. So thank you for this. Best luck thank with you. everything in the future, and I hope we talk soon. Thanks, Vish. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. 
I made the mistake of enjoying a nice bowl of ice cream with my wife. The kids all scattered. Anyway, I had ice cream just before I recorded these intros, and I think the dairy got to my throat. I sound a little husky, gravelly. Do you like it, actually? You sicko. Something's wrong with my throat is what I'm saying. I don't like it. Thanks again to Daniel Romano's outfit for appearing on this, the 842nd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available almost wherever it is you get your podcasts uh, on the internet. If you're getting your podcasts not on the internet, please tell me. I'd like to know how you're getting podcasts uh, that aren't uh, on the internet. That must be interesting. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, uh, you you can visit vishkana.com. You can like or follow the show on various social media platforms. But honestly, I'm trying to centralize everything at patreon.com slash creative control. Haven't quite started to centralize there yet but I am adding more things there. And that's where you go to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Different tiers get you different things, but basically from the $4 a month tier onward, that's where the perks begin. That's where you get ad-free episodes and you get them earlier than everybody else. And uh, eventually, as you climb up the tiers, you get exclusive content. And uh, uh, also, you get entered into our monthly prize draws uh, at certain tiers. So... It's a little way of trying to uh, incentivize uh, folks to uh, support the show. But uh, honestly, it's the main way I make a a living right now. So if you have it in your heart and in your budget to support me and the work I do, please visit patreon.com slash creative control. I would appreciate it. Thanks again to the wonderful Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, you can order records right from that website. So thanks to Blackbird for their support. I also want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support for this show. Uh, thanks, as always, to Jim Guthrie. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. He makes wonderful music. And finally, thank you for listening to this episode with Daniel Romano's Outfit. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're a fan of the band, if you're unfamiliar with the band, well, I, I hope you learned some stuff that will compel you to check out their music, including their wonderful new record too hot to sleep and i hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and follow it and tell your friends all about it and spread the word about creative control otherwise i just hope you're well and that we uh, interact soon thanks again for listening i will talk to you soon bye for now sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.